Second Peter. Grab your Bible, Second Peter, chapter uh, number three, if you will, with me. Sh- shared something in a little devotional, and this may be dangerous, but we're going to go on a whim. We're the leading of the Holy Spirit. We trust Second Peter, chapter number three. We shared a little devotional on Thursday with those who'd come out to visitation. The Lord just spoke to me in my own study of this little passage, and so just share a couple things with you. And so this is uh, uh, shooting from the hip, if you want to put it that way. Uh, if you know anything about how I preach, I typically have copious notes and things, and so we'll go noteless this evening. Evening, in some ways, when the, uh, but I trust it'll be encouragement to you. It has been to me. This passage, Second Peter chapter number three. We we've covered First Peter quite a bit, but Second Peter chapter number three. Look at verse number one. Will you with me? Second Peter chapter three, verse one. This second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you, and both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance. And so it's a stirring of our thinking and our our, our consideration. By helping us to remember something. Notice what he says. Verse 2. That ye may be mindful and full, your mind full of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the command uh, meant of us, the apostles of the Lord and our Savior, knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days, we would agree that we're probably here, amen? In the last days, notice that scoffers walking after their own lust, and here's what they're saying. Verse number 4. And saying, where is the promise Where is the promise of His coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. And so now we understand. He's saying, listen, hey, there are scoffers. There's people out there who are going to say, Christ isn't coming back. Look, my entire lifetime I've lived, and we, Christ hasn't come back. We've read the promise. And they're going to try to discredit Christ's promise. The promise of the angels. When Jesus was taken up on the mountain, they said, hey, he'll return again. We're studying in Sunday school the apostles and the disciples and things. Have you ever considered this? When Jesus Christ, he, he, he was ascended to heaven, and those angels stood there in that mountain, and they said to those disciples, Hey, he's going to come in like manner. Be ready. Do you think that some of them the next day were looking up? Why not? Why not? In their minds, when the angel said he's coming back, it could have been at any time. Any time. And so they were looking for them their entire lifetime. It may have come as a surprise to some of them that, that Jesus, uh, excuse me, that Jesus Christ didn't return before they were martyred. Every day, they probably woke up and looked to the sky. Now, here we are, what, some 2,000 years later? Christ has not returned. And there's some Christians, yea, there's certainly a bunch of unbelievers say, listen, he's never coming back. He's never coming. And some Christians who are living like he's never coming back. They're not living in light of that truth. So Peter's writing and says, listen, hey, Christians, let me stir up your minds so our minds are full. They're, they have remembrance of the words that were spoken in the past. Now listen to it. Notice what they said. Verse number four, where is the promise of his coming? Now look down with me, if you will, to verse number eight. Or excuse me, verse number nine. The Lord is not slack concerning his what? His promise. He's not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness. Now, in the verses prior, verse 8 included, he says, listen, hey, a, a thousand days is one day with the Lord, one day is a thousand uh, years. And so, understand, this is uh, in his time, in divine time, uh, this is not out of the ordinary. This is not that, oh no, God missed the date. <laughs> Christ forgot to come there. No, that's not it. God is not slack concerning his promise. 
And the reminder from Peter to you and I is much of what we sing about tonight, what the ladies just got done singing about, amazing love and amazing grace. Why is that so crucial? Look at the rest of verse number 9. He's not slack concerning his promise, as some men can slackness, but is long-suffering to us word, not willing that any should perish, but that should all should come to repentance. Look at back then to verse 15, will you? Look ahead and notice what he says. You and I, knowing that Christ isn't coming or did not come today, he did not come yesterday, he did not come this week. Look at verse 15. And account... Consider it, mark it, that the long-suffering of our Lord is what? Salvation. May I stand before you tonight? May I simply make a comment? There's somebody who got saved today somewhere in the world that would not be saved if Jesus Christ came a week earlier. And Peter's challenge to you and I is, and I'll tell you, as much as we sing about it tonight, as much as my heart yearns to see my Savior, our God is good because He is not willing that any should perish. And the reason that Jesus Christ has not returned yet is because He is long-suffering. And we are to count that long-suffering as what? Salvation. That what you and I enjoy as believers, we should pray that others would come to taste likewise. Hey, our God is good. Hey, don't, don't fret. No, I just don't know if Christ is going to come back. I, no, no, no. Hey, do not consider his promise unfulfilled. It'll be fulfilled. In fact, this passage, if you'll notice it in verse number 10, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. When you're not expecting, when we at least have mind to it and thinking about it. Hey, so be ready. And this is what I like to, and a very simple thought. Okay, so we are to count his long-suffering, Christ not returning. If he doesn't come back today, you and I at the end of the day should just simply praise God that somebody probably got saved today. And that is his long-suffering. But there's something else for us in this verse. Okay, so while we account that as long-suffering, and while we say, praise the Lord, he is not willing that any should perish, there will be some who will be saved because he is tarrying. Notice now what our responsibility is. Look at verse 12. Looking for and hastening unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Verse 13, nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for a new heaven and a new earth, wherein dwelleth what? Righteousness. Now, can I just share with you a little bit, bring it home for us. That statement holds a lot for us. This morning in our Sunday school hour, we had, a, as we always do, and one of the, my favorite things about our Sunday school hour and the connecting group that it is, we had a great time of prayer requests and praises this morning before I got up to speak. And I think they give more prayer requests so I don't speak as long. So I think that's how it works. So uh, that's why we sung so many songs tonight, probably. But anyway, um, uh, but they do. I mean, we literally, we had about 15, 17, 18 minutes of just prayer requests. And, and I'll tell you, you hear all these prayer requests, all these people going through trials and problems and sorrows and heartaches and then you look back and we can kind of get oh but you know what and i had to i said this morning i gave a little praise i sure am glad that god's in control that he's sovereign and as i hear all these prayer requests and i see what's going on with brothers and sisters in our own church family you know i'm reminded hey god did not cause all this sin caused all this this is the corruption of, of sin and mankind. And boy, am I looking forward to a day that you and I are in a place where dwelleth only righteousness. Well, everything's going to be perfect. Hey, what, what's a prayer service going to be like in heaven? 
Anybody have any prayer requests? No. How about praises? Okay, we'll stay there. Is that not what heaven will be like? We, we have prayer. I mean, we have a prayer list on Wednesday night. I think that's going to be pretty short on a Wednesday night in heaven. And we'll just praise God. And would you look forward to that? Looking and hastening into the day of Jesus Christ. Hey, we're, we look forward to that. Where dwelleth righteousness. And then he goes on, he says this, verse 14. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things. Here it is. Here's the challenge for you and I tonight. Let's just take it home. Let's just say, hey, that's what I want to do. Be diligent. Be diligent. Keep looking ahead. Keep looking forward. God keeps his promises. He is going to come back. Be ready. Look for it. Hasten. Be diligent. That ye may be found of him in peace without spot and blameless. Boy, if there's anything that you and I can have as a goal for tomorrow, it's to be found of him in peace without spot and blameless. He could come by the end of the day tomorrow. Before you have your hamburger and hot dog or your steak or whatever you're going to eat, he could come. Before another Tuesday comes on this earth, Jesus Christ could return. And our job is to do what? Be diligent. But if he tarries, if he tarries and Pastor Henry has come and gone and he's a long time in heaven and the next pastor here, whoever that may be, or three or four pastors down the road, if Jesus Christ tarries, can I tell you that promise in that day is just as real as it is today. So be diligent. Look and hasten to the day of the Lord. I sure am thankful that our God keeps His promises. I'm even more thankful that God made the promise. And boy, am I thankful that He tarries to fulfill His promise so that people can be saved. Don't you ever question. And you remind somebody who says, I just don't believe there is a God. I don't think there's, there's a, a Christ who's coming back. Hey, you just remind them that Jesus has not come back so they can get saved. They can put their faith and trust in him. And then let you and I simply be diligent, shall we? Hey, I hope you enjoy Second Peter here, chapter number three. I'd encourage you maybe to review it this week.